It's Wednesday, March 1st, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. God bless and welcome back to Goodwill Talk Daily. It is an exciting and full day here at Goodwill Church, and uh, we're inviting you to be a part of it tonight. We have that prayer service with Pastor John happening at 6.30 tonight. I encourage you to come to that if you can, and it's a time of prayer and of worship, and also you'll be given the opportunity to write a prayer down that Pastor John will take to the Western Wall when he goes to Jerusalem. He leaves tomorrow. Can you believe it? Israel trip is here. So all of you who are excited about Israel, I'm excited for you. I know my wife is really excited to be leaving tomorrow. And so um, I encourage you to be here tonight for that time of prayer. Um, Also happening in Montgomery is Pastor Tim's third meal course kicks off. There's still time. I know it's the day of. Register. Be a part of this amazing time of going deeper in the matters of theology and learning what it is that God teaches us in his word. Also tonight, choir rehearsal happening over in the Lindsay Pullman Chapel. We've got American Heritage Girls happening. We've got Trail Life Boys are meeting. Our youth group is meeting. Um, in Beacon, there's a prayer meeting tonight at 6.30, and you'll know where that is. If you if you want to go, email me today, and I'll make sure that you get the address of where you're going to be going. There's so much happening over these next uh, few hours here at Goodwill Church. I encourage you to be involved dive in. Being a part of this church is not just being here on Sunday mornings. If you are able, I know sometimes you're not. There's too much going on, and I get it. This isn't a guilt thing. But if you are able to join us tonight at one of these amazing events, please do so. Well, we're going to be in Isaiah today, Isaiah chapter 27, but I mentioned the Israel trip that's leaving tomorrow. Um, so before I get into Israel, let me explain what we're going to do um, for the duration of the Israel trip and actually um, a little bit beyond it. There is a group of psalms in the Psalter called the Songs of Ascent. And these were psalms that were sung by the people as they pilgrimaged to Jerusalem. Well, while we have a team in Israel, while they're going on this pilgrimage through the Holy Land, we're going to join them in spirit here at Goodwill Talk Daily by going through the Psalms of of Ascent. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to read the psalm, and then I'm going to pray the psalm. There's not going to be a lot of teaching. It's going to be reading and prayer. And in that way, uh, we're making that pilgrimage with our brothers and sisters from Goodwill Church as they go to Israel. So that's what we're going to start doing tomorrow. I'm really excited about that. But until then, Let's dive into the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 27. In that day, the Lord will punish with his sword, his fierce, great, and powerful sword, Leviathan, the gliding serpent, Leviathan, the coiling serpent. He will slay the monster of the sea. In that day, sing about a fruitful vineyard. I, the Lord, watch over it. I water it continually. I guard it day and night so that no one may harm it. I'm not angry. If only there were briars and thorns confronting me, I would march against them in battle. I would set them all on fire or else let them come to me for refuge. Let them make peace with me. Yes, let them make peace with me. In the days to come, Jacob will take root. Israel will bud and blossom and fill all the world with fruit. Has the Lord struck her as he struck down those who struck her? Has she been killed as those who were killed who killed her? By warfare and exile, you contend with her. With his fierce blast, he drives her out as on a day the east wind blows. By this then will Jacob's guilt be atoned for. 
and this will be the full fruit of the removal of his sin. When he makes all the altar stones to be like limestone crushed to pieces, no Asherah poles or incense altars will will be left standing. The fortified city stands desolate, an abandoned settlement forsaken like the wilderness, where the calves graze, where they lie down, they strip its branches bare. When its twigs are dry, they are broken off, and women come and make fires with them. For this is a people without understanding. So their maker has no compassion on them, and their creator shows them no favor. In that day, the Lord will thresh from the flowing Euphrates to the wadi of Egypt, and you, Israel, will be gathered up one by one. And in that day, a great trumpet will sound, and those who are perishing in Assyria and those who were exiled in Egypt will come and worship the Lord on the holy mountain in Jerusalem. This passage is a promise of deliverance from exile. This is a prophecy of Isaiah. Perhaps this is him looking into the future. Perhaps this is somebody who's writing, um, having already experienced the exile and knowing that one day the Lord will bring them home. We're, We're not exactly sure the authorship, but what we do know is that God wrote this and he wrote it in a way to encourage those who were in exile. One day, I'm gonna bring you home. One day you will know salvation. It's a beautiful picture that resonates with us today. The New Testament picks up on this exile language, and we're going to be talking a lot more about the exile this weekend in worship, so I encourage you to please be in worship. You'll learn a little bit more about what the exile was all about. But um, God is going to call, he says here, all of those who are perishing in Assyria and those who were exiled in Egypt, and they're all going to come back and they're going to worship the Lord on the holy mountain in Jerusalem. And he says that Israel is going to do this that Israel will be welcomed back. And that's a profound promise because as you, if you were in worship this past weekend, you know Israel went through a form of a civil war. They split. The nation was torn in two. The northern nation was Israel, and the southern nation was Judah. And they did not have a good relationship for the majority of their time uh, as a divided nation, and they're not going to be reunited again until after the exile which is what makes this promise beautiful. They will come and worship the Lord on the holy mountain in Jerusalem. And this is for those who've been exiled into Assyria. That's the northern kingdom. Israel didn't have access to Jerusalem. They couldn't worship in Jerusalem. That was part of the south. That was part of Judah. They were barred from worship. They worshiped, in fact, at Bethel. They worshiped in Dan. Jeroboam had set up altars for them to worship there. They were worshiping not in Jerusalem, not where God called them to worship, and that was sin for them. And here's the promise. I'm going to bring you home from exile, but it's going to be different. I'm not going to do this two kingdoms thing anymore. There's going to be one people of God. I'm going to call you all back, and you're all going to worship in Jerusalem again. I will restore this nation from exile. I will restore this nation from division. See, God is an anti-division God. He is one. And Jesus prayed that we would be one. And where there is division, God is at work healing that division. He did that for the nation of Israel when he said, when you come out of exile, you come out of exile as one people worshiping in Jerusalem again. And that's what happened. That's what happened when Ezra came back. And when the people came back out of, out of exile, they established an altar so that they could immediately begin worshiping through sacrifice on the place where the temple 
had once stood. United. We too are united. We too have been called from various places all over the world into one Christ. We are one in Christ. And while, yes, we are still distinct in the way that God has made us, our unity that we have in Christ far outmatches any distinctions that we would have. The distinctions that we have now we can celebrate as beautiful, but we don't utilize them for division. This world would have us divide from one another over and over again, over political things, over ethnic things, over lesser things. It's all about division. Divide and conquer sounds like the enemy, doesn't it? But God is not about division. He is about unity, about bringing his people together in the one Christ that we might worship the one true God in spirit and in truth. So brothers and sisters, would we be about unity? Would we trust in God to bind us together in Christ? This promise to the people of Israel that they would all worship together in Jerusalem finds its fullest expression on that last day when the new Jerusalem comes out of heaven and all of the nations are brought near to worship the risen Christ. I long for that day. I hope you do too. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the promise of healing that you give in this passage in Isaiah, that the people will be healed, that they will know what it is to be stitched back together by their loving Heavenly Father. They would all worship together in Jerusalem, something they had not known for generations. Father, one of the tools of the enemy is to divide us away from one another. Stitch us together in Christ. Build in us a profound unity that refuses the division of this world. Help us, Lord, to be united, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks so much for being with me today. I'll see you again tomorrow right back here at Goodwill Talk Daily.